What's up, people? Today is November 6, 2018, and it's the midterm elections, one of the most important ever. And this is a list of the initiatives for the state of California. I'm getting this information from votesaveamerica.com, and I'm just going to be reading it. Just in case you were too busy to read it for yourself, you can actually listen to this podcast and learn all about it. I will present it in the most unbiased way as I possibly can. Just remember that in California, the polls, most polls are open till 8 o'clock tonight, and you do have a federal right to be let out of work to go and vote. So please exercise that right and tell everyone to do it. Share it widely on social media. So I'm going to get into the propositions uh, first, and then maybe I'll just talk about the candidates uh, in the second half. So let's just get right into it. Proposition 1. Housing Programs and veteran, Veterans Loans Bond. This measure would authorize $4 billion in bonds to support existing affordable housing programs. All right, let's take a closer look. Proposition 1 would authorize the state to issue $4 billion in bonds for existing affordable housing programs for low-income residents, veterans, and farm workers. <clears throat> Those programs include the Multifamily Housing Program, CalVet Home Loan Program, and the Home Purchase Assistance Program. Under this measure, $1 billion would be exclusively dedicated to veteran housing. What are bonds exactly? Once California issues bonds, private investors buy those bonds as an investment, which the state would eventually repay using revenues from California's general fund or its main budget, and it will cost the state an average of about $170 million each year over the next 35 years to pay back these bonds. Okay, who supports it? Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, Affordable Housing Now, Habitat for Humanity California, and the Congress of California Seniors, who opposes it. Nobody on record, <clears throat> except Gary B. Wesley, an attorney who decided 40 years ago to provide a rebuttal to every unchallenged constitutional amendment placed on the ballot, no matter what. So if you vote yes, you support authorizing $4 billion in bonds for housing-related programs, loans, grants, and projects, and housing loans for veterans. And if you vote no, you do not want to authorize $4 billion in bonds for housing-related programs, loans, grants, and projects, or housing loans for veterans. Moving on. Proposition 2. Use of Millionaire's Tax Revenue for Homelessness Prevention Housing Bonds Measure. Proposition 2 would amend an existing law to allow some of the money that's slated for mental health services to be specifically used for housing people with serious mental illness. So let's take a closer look. <clears throat> In 2004, California passed the Mental Health Services Act, which places a 1% tax on people who make $1 million or more. The revenue from that tax is used to fund mental health services across the state. Proposition 2 would amend that act to allow the state of California to use up to $140 million of that revenue each year to exclusively fund housing for people with mental illnesses who are homeless or are at risk of becoming homeless. As of 2017, California had about 134,000 homeless people, up to nearly 14% from the pre previous year, and according to U.S. Housing and Urban Development Department report, nearly one-third of those people suffer from mental illness. The program is called No Place Like Home Program, and it will not cost the taxpayers. The only opposition to the proposition comes from the Contra Costa affiliate of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which argues that money shouldn't be taken away from already limited funds and should go directly to treatment. 
So who supports it? The Mental Health America of California, California Police Chiefs Association, Chan Zuckerberg Foundation, Construction Trades Council of California. And who opposes it? The only opposition is from the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which argues that money shouldn't be taken away from already limited funds and should go directly to treatment. So if you vote yes, you support allowing the state to take some of the money that's slated for mental health services to be specifically used for housing people with serious mental illness. And if you vote no, you oppose allowing the state to take that money that's slated for mental health services to be specifically used for housing people with serious mental illness. Moving on to Proposition 3, Water Infrastructure and Watershed Conservation Bond Initiative. So Proposition 3 allows the state to use $8.8 billion on water infrastructure and repairs. Proposition 3 allows California to issue $8.877 billion in general obligation bonds for water infrastructure, groundwater supplies, and storage, surface water storage, and dam repairs. It also allots money for watershed and fishery improvements, as well as habitat protection and restoration. So what's it all really going to? Most of it would go toward restoring and protecting watershed lands and riverways. Some of it would also go towards water system improvements to help meet safe drinking water standards and provide affordable drinking water. And around $4 billion would have to be dedicated to improvement of the water infrastructure for low-income communities. And that's why this proposition has a huge list of supporters. Some big-name environmental groups like the Sierra Club oppose the measure because they say a large portion will go to big agriculture projects. And some of the projects funded by this bond could worsen environmental quality. Specifically, they say it has no prohibitions on new dams for all funds or protections from potential harm to wildlife habitat and forest ecosystems. So who supports it? Senator Dianne Feinstein, uh, California Labor Association, The Nature Conservancy, Ducks Unlimited, California Waterfowl Association, American Pistachio Growers, California Fresh Fruit Association, and a whole lot of groups. If you want to know exactly who, go to those website that I'm reading from right now, votesaveamerica.com. Who opposes it? Sierra Club of California, Friends of the River, League of Women Voters of California, Save the American River Association, Southern California Watershed Alliance. And if you support, yes, you support uh, authorizing the $8.87 billion for water infrastructure repairs and habitat protection. And if you vote no, you do not authorize this, this money for water infrastructure repairs and habitat protection. Moving on to Proposition 4, the Children's Hospital Bond Initiative. Proposition 4 authorized bonds to fund construction at hospitals providing children's health care. Proposition 4 would authorize $1.5 billion in general obligation bonds to provide for the Children's Hospital Bond Act Fund. The fund would be used to award grants to children's hospitals for construction, expansion, renovation, and equipment projects. Here's how the $1.5 billion, uh, billion would break down. 72% for nonprofit hospitals that provide services to high volumes of children, special needs of children who are eligible for public assistance programs. 18% of University of California General Acute Care Children's Hospitals, 10% of public and private nonprofit hospitals that provide services to children eligible for the California Children's Services Program. Now, what are bonds exactly? Once California issues bonds, private investors buy those bonds as an investment, which the state would then repay using revenues from California's general fund, its main budget, and it will cost the state $80 million each year over the next 35 years to repay these bonds. Who supports this? 
California Children's Hospital Association, California Teachers Association, Children's Hospital and Research Center Oakland, and Lucille Packard Children's Hospital Stanford. Who opposes it? Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. If you vote yes, you support authorizing $1.5 billion in bonds for construction, expansion, renovation, and equipping of children's hospitals in California. And if you vote no, you do not support authorizing $1.5 billion in bonds for the construction, expansion, renovation, and equipping of children's hospitals in California. Moving on to Proposition 5, Property Tax Transfer Initiative. This initiative would amend the state's constitution to allow home buyers who are older than 55 disabled or who, <clears throat> who own property that is contaminated or destroyed by a disaster to transfer that tax assessment from their old home to their new home, no matter the value of the new home, its location, or how many times the buyer has moved. Upon closer look, uh, a tax assessment is basically the market value of a piece of property. Local governments use these assessments to determine the value of your annual property tax, which is a tax that pays for infrastructure improvements, public schools in your neighborhood, etc. The lower your tax assessment, the lower your property tax. Under current California law, eligible home buyers are only allowed to transfer a tax assessment if their new home is of equal or lesser value of their old home, and they're only allowed to transfer their, that assessment once in their lifetime. This proposition would amend the state's constitution to allow home buyers who are over the age of 55, severely disabled, or who own contaminated or disaster-destroyed property to transfer and adjust their old home's tax assessment to their new homes. That means their new homes will have the old home's tax assessment, regardless of whether the new home is worth less or more, where it is located, or how many times the buyer has moved in their lifetime. Proponents note that this will help seniors move out of larger homes they no longer need and therefore free up housing for younger families looking to grow. Opponents note that this won't help the housing shortage, but will cause billions in revenue shortages for local schools, law enforcement departments, and infrastructure because it allows people to pay less in property taxes than normally would in their new home. Who supports it? The California Chamber of Commerce, California Association of Realtors, Californians for Disability Rights, who opposes it. California Teachers Association, Democratic Republic, David Chu, Y-I-M-B-Y, Action, National Housing Law Project, and Congress of California Seniors. So if you say yes, or if you vote yes, you support allowing seniors, disabled people, and those with homes impacted by disaster to transfer that tax assessment to their new homes. And if you vote no, you prefer the current law that allows eligible home buyers to transfer a tax assessment if their new home is of equal or lesser value and allowing such transfer only once in their lifetime. Moving on to Proposition 6. Voter approval of future gas and vehicle taxes and 2017 tax repeal initiative. The ballot initiative would repeal the gas and diesel tax and increases in vehicle fees that were enacted in 2017 and require voter approval for fuel tax and vehicle fee increase in the future. So upon, uh, upon closer look, in 2017, California enacted a law that increased the gas tax by 12 cents per gallon create and created an annual transportation improvement fee and established an annual zero emission vehicles fee. All taxes and fees go directly to fund 
transportation infrastructure, the new taxes went into effect November of 2017, one fee went into effect in 2018, and the second will go into effect in 2020. The law would invest billions of dollars in public infrastructure and road maintenance and repair. This initiative would repeal that law, including those taxes and fees, and require California lawmakers to get approval from voters to increase or extend fuel taxes of vehicles in the future. Right now, California lawmakers don't need the approval of voters. They only require two-thirds support in the state assembly and state senate to raise fuel taxes and vehicle fees. Republicans in the U.S. Congress, including Speaker Paul Ryan, Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy, and other support have donated money to support this initiative. So who supports it? The California Republican Party, National Federation of Independent Businesses, Republican gubernatorial candidate John Cox. And who opposes it? Governor Jerry Brown, California Democratic Party, Mayor Eric Garcetti, California Chamber of Commerce, California Professional Firefighters, American Society of Civil Engineers, California Association of Highway Patrolmen. So if you vote yes, you oppose the Road Repair and Accountability Act of 2017 and support requiring voter approval through ballot propositions like this one and for the state uh, California state legislature to impose, increase, or extend fuel taxes or vehicle fees in the future. So if you vote no, you support the current Road Repair and Accountability Act of 2017 and you do not want to require voter approval for the California state legislature to impose, increase, or extend fuel taxes of vehicle fees in the future. Moving on to Proposition 7, Permanent Daylight Savings Time. This proposition would allow California to establish a permanent year-round daylight savings time through a two-thirds vote if the federal law allows for such a change. Wow. Okay, uh, California. <laughs> Let's spend some time on this. Uh, it's very funny. Um, seriously, though, um, we could use some puns because politics is crazy right now. Uh, so right now, Daylight Savings Time begins at 2 a.m. on the second Sunday in March and ends at 2 a.m. on the first Sunday in November. So, you know, that whole saying, spring forward in March, fall back in the fall. Uh, the proposition would end that biannual time change and instead establish a permanent daylight savings time should federal law ever be changed to allow for that to happen. So those in support of this proposition believe that time changes are outdated and note that it can actually be detrimental to one's health, according to some reports. Those who oppose the measure have argued that morning hours would be darker in winter, which could endanger uh, children as they head to school. Uh, let's see. So who supports it? There's a lot of people on both sides of the issue and, uh, you probably can, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. So if you vote yes, you support getting rid of the time change that we're doing right now. And if you vote no, you would like to keep things as they are with the biannual daylight savings time change. Moving on to proposition eight. These are limits on dialysis clinics revenue and required refunds initiative. Proposition 8 regulates how much an outpatient dialysis clinic can charge for kidney dialysis treatment. So, on closer inspection, this initiative would require kidney dialysis clinics to refund patients on their insurance providers any profits above 115% of the cost for direct patient care and healthcare improvements. What does that mean? Well, for example, the clinics can charge to cover the wages and benefits for clinic staff who provide care pharmaceuticals, or medical supplies to patients. They can also charge for what they paid to cover staff training, patient education, and counseling. However, clinics must refund any charges that do not fall into those categories. 
According to supporters, the purpose of the proposition is to limit profits of dialysis corporations and encourage profits to be invested in better care through hiring more caregivers, purchasing new equipment, and ensuring clean and safe facilities. Opponents say the measure severely limits what insurance companies are required to pay for dialysis care and will not cover the actual cost of providing care, which means clinics could operate at a loss. So who supports it? The California Public Employees Retirement System and United Healthcare Workers West, who opposes it? The California Medical Association, National Kidney Foundation, California Dialysis Council, Davida Dialysis, and American Nurses Association of California. So if you vote yes, you support requiring kidney dialysis clinics to refund to patients or their insurance providers any revenue above 115% of the cost of direct patient care and health care improvements. And if you vote no, you oppose requiring kidney dialysis clinics to refund to patients or their insurance providers any revenue above a 115% of cost or direct patient care and health care improvements. Moving on to Proposition 10, this is the Affordable Housing Act Local Rent Control Initiative. This initiative supports allowing local government across California to adopt rent control on houses, condos, new apartments, and vacant units. So let's take a closer look. In 1995, California passed a law that eliminated a city's ability to control whether and how much landlords can charge tenants for renting a single-family home, condo, or apartment building that was built in 1995 or afterwards. That law also banned vacancy control, a practice that limited rent hikes after a tenant moved out of the property. This initiative would repeal the 1995 law allowing city governments to establish rent control ordinances as long as they don't prevent a fair rate of return for landlords. Supporters say establishing rent control will help curb gentrification, control rising living costs of tenants, and ensure housing remains affordable. Opponents say this will prevent investment in building more housing, which is desperately needed in California, and at least $60 million has been spent on campaigns around this proposition, with 75% of it being spent by landlords against the proposition. So who supports it? The Coalition for Affordable Housing AIDS Healthcare Foundation and Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment, California Nurses Association, California Teachers Association, SEIU California, California Democratic Party, and Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti. Who opposes it? California Republican Party, Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom, Republican candidate for Governor John Cox and Capital Apartment Association, and California Rental Housing Association. If you vote yes, you support letting local governments adopt rent control. If you vote no, you want to keep the 1995 law, which prevents local governments from establishing rent control regulations on certain housing built in or around 1995. Moving on to Proposition 11. This is the Ambulance Employees Paid On-Call Breaks Training and Mental Health Services Initiative. This initiative would allow ambulance services providers, ambulance service providers to require their employees to remain on call during their breaks as long as they are paid at their regular pay rate during those, those breaks. So according to the state Supreme Court, state labor law mandates that rest breaks must be considered off-duty and uninterruptible, including in the event of an emergency. There are two options here for ambulance companies hire more ambulance workers to cover the incoming calls so that regular breaks can be taken, or require that employees be on call during these breaks, but pay them for their time. 
Proposition 11 does the latter. It would allow ambulance providers to require workers to remain on call during their breaks if they are paid at their regular rate. It would also require employers to provide additional training and cover some mental health services for EMTs and paramedics. One thing to note, the backer of this initiative is the American Medical Response, the country's largest provider of ambulance services. <clears throat> so AMR is currently being sued for failing to pay its employees who respond to calls during their breaks, and this initiative could absolve AMR of any responsibility of its current lawsuit. So who supports it? The American Medical Response, and who opposes it? California Teachers Association and the San Francisco Chronicles Editorial Board. Uh, if, you if you vote yes, you support giving ambulance services providers the right to require employees to remain on call during their breaks as long as they are paid for their regular pay rate. And if you vote no, you would like the courts and state legislature to determine how ambulance services em employees should respond and be compensated. Proposition 12. Okay, this is the Farm Animal Confinement Initiative. This initiative would ban sale of meat and eggs from animals that are kept in areas below a specified number of square feet. So, looking closer, Proposition 12, dubbed the Prevention of Cruelty to Farm Animals Act, would ban the sale of meat and eggs from calves raised for veal, breeding pigs, and egg-laying hens confined in areas below a specific number of square feet. For example, calves cannot be confined in an area smaller than 43 square feet. Hands must have more than one square foot of space. The initiative also requires that all eggs being sold in California come from cage-free hens by 2022, and currently only 38% of California egg farmers are cage-free farmers. The Humane Society supports this measure, but three animal rights groups, including PETA, oppose it because they do not believe it goes far enough. So who supports it? The Humane Society of the United States, Prevent Cruelty California, San Francisco Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, Sierra Club California, the Center for Food Safety, and California Democratic Party, who opposes it, Association of California Egg Farmers and National Pork Producers Council, the Humane Farming Association, and People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals and Friends of Animals. So if you vote yes, you support banning the sale of meat and eggs produced from animals that are kept in areas below a specified number of square feet. And if you vote no, you do not support banning the sale of meat and eggs produced from animals that are kept in areas below a specified number of square feet. All right, real quick, I'm going to talk about some of the candidates, but I'm not going to get too deep into it. Um, this was really more about the propositions and the initiatives. Uh, so U.S. Senate is going to be Kevin DeLeon versus Dianne Feinstein. U.S. House of Representatives, this is for a two-year term, it's Mark Reed and Brad Sherman. Now for the state candidates. California Governor, uh, it's John Cox, Republican, versus Gavin Newsom, Democrat. Lieutenant Governor is Ed Hernandez versus Eleni Kunalakis, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Secretary of State, Mark Muser versus Alex Padilla. California Attorney General, Stephen Bailey versus Xavier Becerra. And State Treasurer, Greg Conlon versus Fiona Ma. 
California State Superintendent of Public Instruction is Tony Thurman versus Marshall Tuck. California State Controller is Constantinos Roditas versus Betty Yee. I know I'm not doing a good job with these names. California State Insurance Commissioner is Ricardo Lara versus Steve Poisoner. And that is it. I'm going to leave it as that. at that. Uh, please make sure you go out and vote today. Tell everyone to go vote. Do not underestimate the power you have. It's really one of the only things that we really can, uh, individuals can do, uh, is go and exercise that right to vote. And if you're too young to vote, uh, you can do a lot. You can learn about all these initiatives and you can actually take it to social media and join the discussion. So even if you can't vote, you can actually go and do a tremendous amount of, of lobbying and educating. And it's probably something that uh, people had never really had the opportunity to do. And this whole era of having internet is changing all of that. And if you uh, have any interest in learning about uh, what it's like to not be able to vote, you should check out the podcast I just released last night about um, uh, people that are in DACA uh, and they are basically legal in this country and not able to vote. And uh, I had released that last night. So go out and vote and uh, thank you very much.